This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. This podcast is a Believe Network and Luciete production. to another edition of the DLU Podcast. I'm your host, Derek T. Lewis. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is official. The DLU Podcast is now a part of Believe Network. I signed a contract a couple of weeks ago, and I really couldn't spill the beans just yet. But yesterday, it became official. So now, you're listening to this podcast, now a part of the Believe Network family. First and foremost, I want to thank Believe Network for really Believing in me, believing in the show and believing in my vision and what I think this show could be and where it's going to go. So sky's the limit and I look forward to an incredible relationship for years to come. But also last week's episode with Ricardo Rodriguez, you know, again, thank you, Ricardo, for coming out to the show to talk about everything with wrestling and what you're doing with your wrestling school. And I look forward to big things, you know, for this year and beyond for Three Legacies Wrestling. But this week... I have R&B singer from Chicago. His name is Walt Jackson. And he and I met in Miami through Radio Pushers, you know, again, a music promotion company that has um, done tremendous things for me in my music career. And we had a music conference down there. So I had a chance to talk to him, you know, getting to know him and his family and talk about all aspects of his music career and how he got into it. I think he said he uh, took some tuition money. And uh, pay for studio equipment. But again, we talked about so much stuff. And again, let's not wait any longer. My interview with Walt Jackson starts right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor and a privilege to have recording artist all the way from the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois, the one and only Walt Jackson. Thank you for coming to the d Podcast. How are you, man? Hey, man. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on the d Podcast. I love it. I love it here. Awesome. Nice. Awesome, man. So I know we've known each other a while, and um, I've uh, interviewed you on another uh, platform, but again, um, yes, this is going to be a little bit a little bit different than the other one. It was going to get more in-depth into your career and all the things that you're doing. Yeah, this is the main stage. Absolutely, man. So right off the bat, I do understand you are, again, like I said before, you are from Chicago. So tell me a little bit about you know, Walt Jackson growing up in Chicago. All right. So actually, I'm, I'm actually originally from Michigan. Okay. Yes, I'm actually originally from Michigan, but I moved out to Chicago when I was 14 due to a uh, you know, family passing. Family passing. I'm sorry so to hear I'm, about that. Appreciate it, man. But uh, yeah, I moved out here when I was 14. 
um, Chicago when I was 14, and uh, it's been nice, man. I was actually right outside the city, but I get to go to the city all the time. I'm actually in the city every week now. Okay. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's not bad. I mean, the, the violence is it's ridiculous, but other than that, it's like anywhere else. You got your good spots, you got your bad spots, and uh, you, you got your crew. And I got I got a crew back home I love to kick it with. We do music together, we make hits, and uh, just like you, you know, we're, we're just chasing the dream. Absolutely, man. And I was going to ask you, what was it like growing up? You know, I wasn't sure if you were 14 when the Bulls were... It, where they when they were dominating at the time, I wasn't sure if you were. I don't even remember. I don't even <laughs> now. I think about it, man, because it's been so long since the Bulls. Nah, I don't even want to. I'm a Bulls and I'm a Bulls fan, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a Bulls fan. Yeah, it's been a minute, you know. So it's like I know they were doing their thing. I remember back when they were doing thing, you know, back in you know '96 and everything like that. But now it's like it's know, coming. I'll, it's I'll coming. wait. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're, hey, listen. Bulls. Absolutely. But, you know, shout out to the Lions, though. Shout out to the Detroit Lions. You know, we, we put them on the map too. You know, it's my it's a hometown. Hometown. Okay. So yeah. I hear you, man. So, what was the first artist that you heard that made you want to become a fan of music for the very first time? Michael Jackson, right after him, Usher. Because I remember it was Michael Jackson I was listening to, but when I seen Usher on uh, I Need a Girl Part 1, and mm-hmm. smoked it, smoked it. So, yeah, and I, I remember I used to sing that song to, you know, to my moms all the time when I was growing up. My brother did the rap part, mm-hmm. I did the singing part, and you know, I was Usher, he was P. Diddy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, nah, Michael Jackson for sure, and uh, shout out to B Major too, cause those are I say MJ and B Major. His name is Major Ali. Nah, those are my main, mm-hmm. my main inspiration. Those guys are, are a beast. R.P. to Michael, but Major Ali started here doing his thing. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. So, what record from Michael was it that that, that made a trigger? Human nature. Mmm. And they say why, why? Just tell them that it's human nature, girl. Yeah, that one, you know? So, human mm. nature, man. That's, dude, I, I need to do, I'm going to do a cover to one day. Reason you should, man. Probably. That was, that was yeah. pretty good. I love it. And, you know, I actually was uh, around when when the Thriller album actually came out. Tell and me about that. Let me tell you something, man. Because Thriller came out in uh, 82. Okay. But obviously, back then in the 80s, it wasn't like how it is now, where it's like six months later and it's all forgotten about. Michael, I swear. G, that, that was, you figure... It was just a progression of uh, putting out a uh, putting out a video for this, and then maybe a few months later, put out a video for that. Like it was to the point that album had so many hits that weren't even like singles or like you know videos to them. Yeah. But just seeing the evolution of Michael and the genius that that came from that album. I mean, Off the Wall was great. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, Think about it. Thriller came out when Michael was 24 years old. I'm saying, and the idea of him doing a doing a a short film, a short horror film, a thriller. Yeah, and I, I was just I was mesmerized. You oh, know what I mean? Was a kid, thriller scared the heck out of me. I'm not even gonna lie. Bro. I saw him oh, the yellow eye. Yeah, oh, scared the heck yeah. out of me. When I was a kid. Bro. I was scared for. I, I didn't watch it until I was like older. I'm talking like I'm in my teens. Oh wow. I was scared. That's much scared me. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Michael was. Um. It, it was. Different. Yeah, he was very different, and he set himself apart from everybody. Everybody, and else. that's why he will always, always be the king of pop. Most indefinitely, rest in peace king. to him. Yes, indeed. So, when was it that? And I know you said you had your friends, you know, that were you know you're making music and things like that. So, when was it that when you made the decision to say, "Hey, I'm gonna get into this business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna become a, a recording artist." What age was it, and what was it that triggered it? I would say it was when. So after after my mom passed, I moved out to uh, right outside of Chicago with my aunt. And um, right when I went to, was going to college, I went to a uh, college at DuPage. Okay. Um, they had, uh, let's hope I don't indict myself, but I think I told you before, they had um, gave me 
some money for classes, like you no know, financial aid. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to class, I took that, bought a whole home studio setup. Okay. I had to set it up in this girl's crib that uh, my aunt wouldn't let me do it. You know, she didn't know about it. She find out, so I'm gonna get my ass whooped. Like, okay. No, no, yeah, no, no, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I had to go set up in this girl's crib, and I'll be recording down there. But I always knew I was gonna do music because you know, again, like growing up, I was in choir. They put me in everything. I was always singing. But I really started taking it serious. Right in right to start of college. Cause First time college. Right. What was your What was your major? Uh, I was gonna do criminal justice. Okay. I was gonna do criminal justice. I was. Um, I actually did want to be a police officer mm-hmm. way early young until I figured out, you know, saw something for how it was. So that that changed quick. I got but, you. Um, yeah, no. I, I again going to college, I think seventeen, going to eighteen. Um, I bought that stuff. I just been recording ever since. And then finally. Got my own spot, moved everything down to my own spot, and I just I have my own studio. So I just been recording ever since, making, and I just want to make the best music. I want to make music that, again, people hear it's going to take them out of their element. Whatever they're going through in life, they can listen to me or listen to a song I made, and it actually reaches them, puts them in a different place in their mind. You know, I, people are going through a lot, so I just want to give them an escape. And you know, uh, it's funny. I was just talking to another artist about this fairly recently, and then as far as like, what our jobs are as artists, and I think is really to create a mood, create exactly, the make them. And I don't. And, and, and you're talking about somebody with me that I'm not only in music, but in film and TV, but also I'm in the pro wrestling business. Our job in the pro wrestling business is, is to is to make the fans feel something and 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 remember it, remember, right. create moments. So in the music space, you're creating music that could be a timestamp for somebody. Exactly. I could think about music that I listened to that got me through my high school years. I, know. I could think yep. about music yep. that that got me through elementary school, middle school. You know, my days of college. You know, what I mean, I even made a a, a playlist for the, the songs that were out when I was in college because it puts me in that frame of mind. Man, like days exactly. and nights to just take the bus. Back. It Nostalgia. brings you back. And you figure in the in the in the heyday, you know, before you know smartphones and all this other, you didn't have. You could make a playlist on a CD, yeah, or you can actually dub a tape or something. But I think it's so easy now to just all right, you know, create a playlist on whichever um, streaming device or streaming service of your choosing, and you can just create that playlist and boom, you're yeah. there. So, it, so I to your point, that's our job as creative as as creative beings is to create moments. And make them feel something. And it's really, you're going to make them feel good. Even when they're sad. If you're making a breakup song or whatever, ultimately you want to make them still feel good. Right. Because it's going to get, it's going to hopefully see the light at the end of the and tunnel. And they'll, re, they'll relate to it. And it's like, it's also to your point too. It's like nowadays, back, back again, when Michael Jackson was dropping, it felt like everything was digested. Nothing was rushed. But nowadays, like you said, today it's like, we, you drop it, everything's like fly by the night. It's a, microwave, it's a microwave society, it's a microwave man. Society. So it's like you got to make some incredible stuff in the society we're in now because the way it is now, people, it's like that. So hopefully the, the music I'm making and, and what I'm bringing to the table, I want it to last. And that's what I'm aiming for. I'm not looking to make these little pop flyby records. I want to make something that's going to last. So that's my mentality. Indeed. And you know what? Something also, too, is like even if it's not as rapid, at least you're making the quality of it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And this is no shade to anybody that makes... Uh, that drops a record every month. God bless you. If you have the resources to do it, do it. But if exactly. it's somebody that you really want it to, to let us, you know, marinate let a little marinate. bit. Absolutely, just yeah. like any just any food. If you're trying to marinate a, a salmon or whatever, you want to make sure that it stays and that it, it soaks up. Exactly. Uh, whatever. If you, if it's lemon juice or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's relatable lemon, to food, right? Lemon pepper chicken. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, talk about. 
the experience making your very first record. Uh, what was that experience like for you? And what was the name of that first record? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, so there is my very first record mm-hmm. that didn't come out. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but man, it was horrible. And then there's the first record that I put out. I can remember that. It was called um, All the Things. And then there is really Under the Light. I feel like Under the Light would be like the real first record I put out. And it was great because it, it, the people around me, it really let them know and it let me know that I, I had talent. You know? So mm-hmm. it's like you, you can tell it to yourself all the time and you got to believe in yourself because no matter, no matter who's around you, the, the biggest battle you're gonna have is 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 not with anybody outside. It's gonna be on the inside. It's gonna be interior. So if you can if you can get past that person inside of you that's telling you that you can't, and you beat that person, then there's nothing that's gonna stop you. So again, I I got past that part with mm-hmm. the person inside of me telling me I couldn't do it. Cause I was scared to put out music for a long time. Once I did that, yeah, I can out, agree. Yeah, I got the, I got the reception, and the reception was good. And from now, I just kept going. And, None's gonna stop me. It's that first hurdle, and I mean, I I battled that for years Yo, because everybody I, does. Yeah, it's everybody crazy has it. because you don't, you know, you're you're constantly wondering, well, this person's doing this or this person's doing that, and it's like, well, how am I gonna navigate? How am I gonna get into that? You don't see the you don't see no, the road there. No, you just no. see the end line. You know, you but nobody's gonna show you the road there. Yeah, you have to, I mean, and that's the then that's learning the ropes of the music business. And I always tell people all the time, it's like, listen, you know, it's all about trial and error. So maybe if you're gonna try something and maybe it may not connect, that's fine. Right. But you have to find, and it's almost like you're putting it, you're, you're fine tuning everything, you're exactly. tighten, tightening up the screws a little yeah. bit. And once you figure it out, like, okay, I can try this now. Like I learned, like yesterday was six years that I had dropped my first record. Yeah. And was it great? It was okay for my first record something i had been putting aside for years hey man it was it was a it was a it was put me on a pedestal to go somewhere else which record was that it was selfish pride selfish pride yeah okay. it was a ballad it was an r&b ballad that i did and it was only supposed to have been a one-time thing where it's like all right i'm gonna do this one song yeah. and that's it and then it was like okay i'm not done now you're not done you're not yeah. done yeah but and i'm not making it about me i'm just trying to just how it's going to correlate so what I ended up doing is that when I when I you know was rec- when I was writing and recording my next my following record, it took a while to do. But I was learning what not to do yeah. from my previous. So I just feel as though that as you're as you're progressing, you're just saying, okay, what can I do next? And you're you're getting better, and then you're just kind of elim- it's process of elimination of things that you don't want to do, and thus the evolution of the artist happens. So I mean, if, if think about it, if you if you stopped, there would be no every second. Right, you know what I'm saying. So right. it's like it's, it's it's to the guy to the guys that you didn't stop. So thank God for that. Because it's like yo, you, you got to keep going. And again, who who know, the thing that's exciting to me, which I'm sure is exciting for you too, is the fact okay, you you got every second, which is fire record. Thanks man, I appreciate it. What's that. next? And then what's next is, is that's exciting. Yeah, you gonna make something else with some heat. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like, yeah that, that's the most exciting thing to me. Beating myself. That and you know what though that and that's the ultimate that's the ultimate goal. It's like I look at myself in the mirror. It's okay. That's the guy I'm competing with. I'm not competing with anybody exactly, else. Man. I'm not competing with any other artist but me. Because these outside voices, they don't they don't mean nothing. Because they don't know what you got going on. They no, don't know what you're not. doing or what you, what no. your life is about. So no. it's like they can't tell you nothing. Absolutely. You, 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 the battle with yourself, that's the main battle, man. So I'm listening to nothing else. I'm just like, yo, let's 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 do this. Let's Absolutely. Do now you alluded to it just a little bit, but I'll I'll, I'll dive in. Now I know yeah. you said um you know as far as family and your friends, you know you know giving you feedback what has been that feedback if you can go into it from your family and friends regarding any of your records that you've released 
I would say, man, they 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 telling me uh, they telling me that I sound like a. I mean, it's it's nice to be told that I sound like you know a professional artist or I sound like this guy, I sound like that guy. I get Chris Brown a lot. I get other names. I don't want to throw names out there because I feel like I'm my own individual. But it, it's nice to be compared to other artists that are highly successful. I just want to do it in my own right, and I want to be in my own lane. So when I take the, when I hear the compliments, it's, it's great, especially when I people tell me that my music does this for them, or they tell me they got it on repeat. It's, it's great. It's, yeah. it's great, and it's it's weird also because sometimes like you'll you'll get these compliments and it you kind of feel numb to it because it's like. But you don't you don't always see the effect that your music has, mm-hmm. and I think that's it's important to realize that, you know, even though you may not see it or people are telling to you and you'll be like, yeah, okay, I feel, but you don't really feel that way. You know, some of you don't really believe it, but right. it, I know I know for a fact that my music has actually touched people. So I even if it's on a small scale, medium mm-hmm. scale, and it gets to the large scale, whatever it is, the fact that I touched somebody and I, I can say that for a fact, it, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, and, cool. and and as as a fellow artist, I I totally agree. You, you feel and, me? Yeah, because it's pretty cool when someone can tell you. I mean, to your to your point, when, it, when someone says, "I have your song on re- on repeat," it's kind of crazy. It is because I'm just like, I have songs on repeat for like my favorite artists. You know, you know what I mean. But to be able to have somebody that knows you, that that are seeing you from the sidelines, and I don't mean the sidelines as, as a bad thing, but I'm just talking about just yeah. outside the, the, the outside, music bubble. Yeah. But seeing you work and seeing you do things and it's saying, man, I, I shared this with somebody or I shared this yeah. with that or I shared this with that. Just like you you and your wife yesterday when we when, when we met and you was like, yo, she like she listened to my record. I'm like, yep. really? Yep. You saw my expression. I'm yep. just like, really? I was like, wow. It's, it's, it's like that. It never it never it never seems to get, you know, it's it's, it's like a it's like a feeling in your stomach. It's pretty, it's it pretty is. cool. And especially again, like on like you said, no disrespect to but when you're on the outside. Mm-hmm. They don't know everything that goes into it. No, and it's a lot. No, it's a no, lot. No. And like just again, you're creating something out of nothing. Right. You're creating something out of nothing, and, and you're creating a like you said a a, a a mood. You're creating a feeling. You're creating mm-hmm. a vibe out of nothing. Right. And I think it's one of the to me. I love all professions, but I think to me that's why I love it so much because it's nothing like it. Creating right. something out of nothing is and something that's just sonically pleasing to the ears and again music is so powerful yes You've seen what the music is so powerful so just mm-hmm. to be in that field I, I love it man so it's like no matter what i'm doing i'm always gonna make music always yeah, there you go and that was a, that was a perfect segue to my next question was um what have been some of the ups and the downs or the highs and the lows that you've experienced in your career so far mm, i would say the ups would be just, I mean, I, I think the highest up for me is the fact that I've impressed myself because I remember back when I was a kid, I didn't think I was going to be able to make the type of music that I'm making. Right. And I got right. a lot of stuff in the tuck. Right. A lot of stuff that's up. So I, mm-hmm. I think the highest is just impressing myself, impressing other people too, because I've impressed with people, but impressing myself has been the highest. And I would say the lows is just. <laughs> I, I you could relate. Just, just the lows is it's not really been like a low, low. I mean, other than. Just certain people reaching out, certain certain I would say, famous people reaching out and and thinking that it's gonna be like this or that, but it ends up not being that. But you, that's what the music business is, you know. You gotta use that. But I would say the lows are just for me. That's that's whatever, cause I'm I'm cool. I got a great life, and I'm I'm doing what I love. But I would say the lows would be when I'm in the studio, and I believe I have a hit, mm-hmm. and I'm recording it, and it's not coming out the way I want it to come out. 
I hate that. Yeah. And it's... That's the worst thing to me. But also, too, it could be a blessing in disguise because now you can at least go back to the drawing board. Exactly. And... If if you got the right energy, if you got the right mindset, you know, you got to keep going. And also, too, if you really think about it, you go back to the drawing board and you figure out the most simplistic thing. And it's like, why wasn't I thinking this before? But sometimes that simplicity thing don't come. Exactly. You just sit there being overthinking it and I'll be like... right. But it, it, sometimes it would take, you know, because I always write my own music, but sometimes it'll take somebody else to come and they'll just you know, do something. Like, oh, hold on a minute. You know? So it, it, it depends. But it's just like, yeah. Now, to me, the the it's always about the music. So me, the highs and lows are always going to be in the studio. This episode of the DLU podcast is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition. As someone who's used Goalie for quite some time, I can tell you that they're not only very good, but they're very beneficial. My favorite are the Super Green Gummies. The Super Green Gummies are uniquely crafted with a spectrum of essential nutrients such as vitamins A, B12, folic acid, and theamine. It supports a healthy liver function, healthy nervous and immune system, digestive health, a boost to your metabolism, and overall health and well-being. There are no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors from artificial sources. They're vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and gelatin-free. All loyal listeners of the DLU podcast get a special 10% discount at checkout. Go to Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. That's Goalie.com, use promo code D-L-E-W. Now, describe, now I know you, you said in first comparison to some, you know, some artists that you've, uh, com- you know, people have compared yourself to. So what would you say your musical style is overall? Stylistically, um, I definitely got some MJ in my voice. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say, yeah, I heard. I definitely got some MJ in my voice because that's that's my big inspiration. But I would say my style overall is just R and B, but it's it's new school. It's kind of like an R and B popish, right? It's, it's it's new school. It's it's really it feels current. It feels current. I would say so. It's just something that's like I'm not in. A, I'm I'm really not in a bubble. I'm just gonna make hot. I'm just gonna make something that sounds hot. Like whether it, it can be me rapping mm-hmm. or low low voicing it. Mm-hmm. Settling high notes. I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'll really just say my genre is just vibe. I'm gonna go with the vibe. I, I find the right beat. Or again, my, my engineer beats by Levi makes the the perfect beat. I'm gonna match the vibes. So really, I'm just matching vibes. Let's, let's talk about your team for a little bit. So name some of the engineers or producers that you've worked with. Oh, yes, sir. Let me let me shout out first and foremost beats by Levi. Number mm-hmm. one, he's behind. He's the machine behind everything I do. Okay, that's my brother. Um. He makes incredible music. He's actually, he sings himself too. He's an artist as well, but his, his passion is, is making beats and making vibes. Right. Um, he, he's a GOAT, so um, I'm actually about to link him with Matt to this. But yeah, nah, check out Beats by Levi. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's amazing. It's the machine behind me. Uh, shout out to John Bosco. Shout out to Dreads. These these are just amazing guys that are just rappers in their own, uh, rappers in their own field. I mean, Bosco, this dude is, he, He's London, he's Ghanaian, he's Ghanaian, but he's also from London. London, yeah. And he's got that accent, and mm-hmm. you, you can hear it in, in, in his voice, man. Like, when he's when he's making music, it's like, dude's got a, I, you can call dude a rapper, but dude is just melodic. Dude's just melodic, so he just sound. he's just, he's different, man. He's got that, uh, he's got that, that, what's that, Afro beats, mm-hmm. melodic vibe to him that it's just like, dude's gonna do his thing. So we all, we all got our own podcast, and the dreads, dude just spits bars. He spits bars. I mean, he's, he's a natural rapper, and, uh. He's got a record coming out soon too, so shout out to him. But yeah, no, I just got a a circle of people that uh, we all have the same passion, mm-hmm. and we're all grinding. And um, I know I'm gonna get where I need to get. And right. I know they will too. 
So that's an important element that you just hit the nail right on the head on when you talk about making as far as the people that 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 are around you. Yeah. And it's and really because a lot of times, man, you know, and we've all made these mistakes where we're bringing some along and it's like then their re- their heart isn't really into it at all. And then when they find out the real work that goes into mm-hmm. this business and I and you find it a lot and there's, you know, it's just one of those things is like if you're, especially when you're not meeting deadlines, for example, yeah. if the, whatever it is, and I have to find out, but also too, once you figure out who your tribe is mm-hmm. and, and, and it's all about the journey and that's the beautiful part about, and I'm even learning this now, even as an actor and even in pro wrestling yeah. is the fact that, do I want to work for WWE or AEW? Yes. Yeah. Do I want to, you know, be on set for film with, you know, with Dwayne Johnson or 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 Sylvester? Well, I technically was in a movie with Sylvester Stallone, but I wasn't on set with him. Yeah. But you know, what I mean? you you get what I'm saying. Yeah. If do I want to do? You've done a few films. I see yeah. That. Yeah. If, a few things. Yeah. But if you do, I want to do a record with I don't know Dead Mouse or Tiesto or whatever. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I'm in. But I'm enjoying more of the journey now, and I'm appreciating the journey a lot more now. Yeah. Because these these are teachable moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're teachable moments, and, to, and getting back to what you said and how it all correlates. You know, having that circle and having that having the right people in the pocket with you, in the in the trenches with you, because you're all it's all gelling and you're yeah. all growing together and it's gonna yeah. happen for sure. And you got again, you have like uh and I'm sure you've seen this too, you have a lot of people that well, you're you'll be on your journey or you're you're trying to get your destination and mm-hmm. there were certain people that just won't take it like you said, as serious. Right. Or, or they'll once you start showing some results, then they wanna pop back in. Keep them out. Keep them outside. Yeah, I, to, to quote um, Jack Burns from Meet the Parents, and once you're out the circle of trust, there's no coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, keep outside. And you know what I'm talking about. You already know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. People that want to come around. Yeah, show, indeed. See you doing your thing. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, Derek T. Yeah, yeah no. no. Exactly. <laughs> so, so on your music, though. Yes, sir. Where does it fit in the realm of R&B? Like, where do you feel that where it fits in that realm? I can compare it to... I would say just the the new school. I mean, I got compared to Tiller a lot, but I would just say um, I would just say new new soul, new soul. New soul. Like I got this record named Fever, called Fever. I would I would in that that one right there reminds me just of it's just new soul. It's current, but it's I wouldn't say it's too slow paced. It's fast paced enough where it's just like you, you, your head's gonna keep bobbing. Your head's gonna keep bobbing. And, uh, right. I have a real voice. I have a real voice. I don't. I don't need all the tune. I could use. That. I don't need it, but I have a real voice. You see me live. I'm gonna sound the exact same. I sound if not better. So it's just like when it when it comes to it, I'm just gonna hit your soul. I'm gonna hit your ears, no matter what I do. So now, when you're right, the writing process. Yes, sir. Now, take me through it. You you got an idea, but now it's time to put everything on paper. Okay. What's that process like for you? For when me. You, for me, breaking that down. For me, everything I write is especially if I'm putting it out, it's going to be from a real place. So it's something mm-hmm. I experienced at some point in my life. So usually it'll be a beat first. But I hear the beat, it's going to give me, it's going to take me somewhere in my life that I've dealt with. And something that I know is going to be relatable to something else. Because I want to relate to everybody out here. I don't want right. to just make something that's personal for me, but you're going to listen to it and be like, what are you talking about? Now I want I want to relate. So as soon as I hear the beat, if it's the right experience that's relatable and I know people have gone through this, I'm going to sing about it. So I would just say the beat first and mm-hmm. then the penship after. You know, and, and that you say that we're in the people business. Yes, so I think relatability is key. It's number one. Because I could, I mean, again, 
I could sing about stuff that I don't. I could I could totally fabricate about yeah. a lifestyle that I don't necessarily live. And maybe the top one percent might. Yeah. But if I'm talking to the rest of the of the rest of the population, I want to be able to be yeah. relatable to everybody because and every second you want to make it count. That's relatable, right? Yeah, it That's is. Relatable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So. It, Thanks for the shout out for my song, man. Nah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And that it, a lot, a lot went into making that record. And you know, I have maybe one, maybe one episode. I'll talk about the process on what I had to do and all the loops I had to jump through to Videos get. Videos out on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, in what ways do you think that the R and B genre has evolved over the years? Um. I don't think R and B. <clears throat> I don't think R and B is bad. I just think, I just think that there's a lot of music out here that is. That I really don't. There's there's like a stigma that like music is. And I want I don't want to talk about how we we're talking about microwave, but there's a stigma out here that music is just not like, like real like like real quick real like like it's right, real, you know right, what I'm right. saying like it's yeah. real like it's. it's it's real easy. It's real simple. There's no talent in it, but there's a lot of talent artists out here. You just gotta look for it. So I would, I would say now R&B is not in a bad state. I just think that it's not in the forefront right now. It seems like it's majority hip hop. But if you can find a way to, again, if you go R&B and mix it in with some pop, if you go on that, I, nothing's beating that. We just saw Taylor Swift. How many albums she sold? It's insane. It's insane. Like anybody in hip hop, not touching it. So this whole argument that R and B and hip hop is number one, no, what's number one is the best song. So I think you just make the best records out here, no matter what genre you're in. You making something that people can't turn off. You make undeniable music. You making some music like Michael Jackson. You think people are gonna not listen to it today? Oh, I mean, you, you go, you go, you go to a bar, you go to a nightclub or wherever. Uh, the DJ is gonna play at least one MJ song. You get what I'm saying? Even so if, like, even if it's just his vocals on a modern beat, you're still gonna hear it regardless because it's timeless. It, it's like timeless. you said, it's timeless. Absolutely. So it's just like if you get in the studio, you're making the best music. I mean, we have Michael Jackson's records from the '80s, '70s still playing now. So I, I, if you can make some good music, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna stop you. So yeah. It's gonna stop anybody. So that's just the mindset that people put themselves in. But think about me, it. It's like think about it. I want to rock with you. The Off the Wall album came out in 1979. Get what I'm saying? Still playing now. If it was a bad record, it wouldn't be playing now. I mean, and it sounds and it sounds modern. It sounds amazing because he was uh, Michael was 25 years you know what I'm ahead saying? of everybody you else. You know what I'm saying? So just like mm-hmm. like like Tupac, still playing. Yeah. So it was just like yo, this whole thing about like whether you know genres or. or this is dead, or R and B is dead. No, just make some fire music. You're gonna get played. That's how I feel. And and really put your time and and put the time and effort into everything. Yeah, like just don't just make some real music. Make some real music. That's what that's what you're doing. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make no microwaveable stuff. So if you're making microwaveable stuff, of it's course gonna burn. You're gonna, of course, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna feel that way, right? You exactly. So, right. So, yeah, man. Well, a couple more questions here, and we're gonna get out of here. Um, sure. I know. You're a family man. Yes, sir. So just tell us a little bit about Walter, the family man. Hey, this is uh, Walter right here, the family man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I'm, I'm a proud father, proud husband, and uh, I have two little two little youngins, man. They're uh, they're a force to be reckoned with. I'm saying this right now. Uh, Damon, Omari Jackson, anything I'm going to do in life, he's going to do tenfold. So I'm just setting the doorway for him because I know exactly what he's going to do. He loves music. 
I know he's going to be a, a monster. So just Dan with Amari Jackson, it's daddy's turn right now. But when it's your turn, you know, you can you can take fun seat. But right now, I'm in the fun seat. There it is. <laughs> All right. Kyron, Kyron, just just have fun for right now. There he is. Yeah, I actually met his wife and kids last night. They're incre- incredible family, man. And, and, incredible and family. The wife, Josephine, I love you. Say that. Awesome, awesome. I appreciate that. That's, that's, that's awesome. I appreciate that you show, showing love to the wife. You, you got yeah, you to do that. Hey, hey happy you know, wife, you know, happy <laughs> life. You know, I'm go. not trying to get nobody in trouble you in the podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> seriously, yes, seriously. Sir. Yes, sir. Now, any upcoming projects you have right now? So, I actually am working on, I guess I'm going to say about seven songs. It's going to be a project. I don't know exactly what I'm going to call it yet, but I do know that the songs, every single one of them is going to be fire. Um, I'm going to be releasing at least three more songs before the year is up, but just expect next year, um, I'm finally going to put out an actual project. That's all people keep telling me. Like, I'm going to drop a single, and I'm, I'm going to drop a single because I know, like, yo, it's, it's heat. Check it out. But I want to do an official project. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's not going to be full albums. Like I said, it's going to be like six, seven songs. It's going to be an extended play. It's going to be an EP. Um, me and Levi are working on it, but it's going to be nothing but fire. And I guarantee you, when you listen to it, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. On that note, though, and I'm glad you brought this up, a full album versus an EP. Yeah. What are the pros and cons as an artist? Do you feel about a full album versus an EP? Ah, man, I don't want to misquote the great Nip, but I know he had told said something that stuck with me about doing it a certain way until you get signed, so you got the leverage. And it was something about him not dropping the album yet. He was only doing mixtapes until. Yeah, signing that somehow like ah, I don't want to say it wrong, but I just know that I don't want to drop any albums until I have a fan base large enough that's begging for it, or I'm I'm signed to the right way where I can leverage it right because these labels will get you. So I, I've already seen what happens with these labels. I just want to do it the right way, and when I do end up going for a deal, or if I stay independent and I end up getting it that way, because either way I'm gonna get it. Right. I want to make sure that um. The album comes out at the right time. Like once I have enough people where I know they're they're, they're feeling for an album, it's gonna make me want to go crazy. So just like, yeah, I just want to make some some real good now, the best where I can make now, and then after that I'm gonna make the best where again, which can be better. So I'm just gonna keep getting better. Awesome, man. And um, last question is for you is um, well, it's actually a two part almost, but um, where can they find you on social media, website, or anything like that? Everywhere. Walt Jackson. Instagram is the only difference. It's going to be Walt.Jackson. But you can find me everywhere. I'm talking every every social media uh, profile, every distributor, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere. Walt Jackson. You can find me there and you'll like what you find. So check me out. Also, and one more thing before we get out of here. What's the one record right now that you want everyone that may not know who you are to listen to so they can get the familiarity with you and, and be a part of your journey? Uh, if I had to pick one, because I had one that I'm doing right now, but it's not out yet, but I like it. Um, but I had to pick one out. Uh, go check out Chicago Model. Check out Chicago Model. It's uh, it's real upbeat. It's, it's different, but I, I think you'll like it. It's going to, from what I've heard, and the girls that have told me they listen to it, they can't stop turning playing it. So that's the one that's been on repeat for them. So, yeah, check it out. Check out Chicago Model out everywhere. All right, man. Well, we're gonna wrap this one up now, but uh, thank you so much for uh, coming out to the Dilu podcast. I'm and, sitting uh, with a legend here, so thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh man, you, I would definitely done, appreciate. You've done a lot in this game, and it's, it's just nice to sit and talk to you because you got a lot of knowledge, man. So appreciate you. Hey, man, pressure's all mine, man. We'll definitely be talking soon. Yes, sir. All right, take care. Yes, sir. 
Well, that does it for this week's edition of the D-Loop Podcast. Again, I want to thank Walt Jackson for coming out to talk to us about all things that he's doing with his music career. And I'm wishing him all the best in what he's continuing to do. Again, whichever music platform you're loyal to, make sure you tap in with Walt Jackson. That is one talented dude. And again, I'm very lucky to have gotten to know him. And again, wishing him and his family all the best. But Let's get back to Believe Network for just a second so I can just really explain how this all came to be. This was a crazy three weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you right now. All that happened is that I reached out to them and they reached out. (laughs) They just reached back out to me. And we got the ball rolling and they heard my episode with Chrissy and the talent manager that was there. She really enjoyed it and she thought I would be a good fit. But of course, you know, we just had to talk. And once we got things going, and I think contract, you know, which I really can't talk about, but they went well, and I was basically holding on to this information for like a couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, I had to go out to LA, as I stated in last week's episode, for another reason that I can't talk about that I will reveal probably within another month. I was given an opportunity to take a tour of Believe Network Studios and and shoot some content in which you can actually see on all of my social media. And just meeting everyone there at the studio, they welcomed me with open arms. They were very, very kind, very generous, and very welcoming. And that was something that really meant the world to me. They didn't treat me like I was a stranger, even though I was a total stranger that they had never met before. But the fact is, is that I'm now a part of the family. And again, I'm so excited for the future of what this show could be. And the sky's the limit, man. So, again, happy is an understatement right now. I'm really, really excited about the things to come. But anyways, before we get out of here, again, you can definitely visit my store, okay? All the merch that's on my store, t-shirts and hoodies, shop.derektlewis.com, okay? You can visit me on my social media. So, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, at the real DT Lou. You can go to my Facebook page, Derek T. Lewis official page. Also, too, don't forget, subscribe on my YouTube channel, okay? You can just look up Derek T. Lewis, the real DT Lou. You can go right there. You'll be able to see not only episodes of the podcast. You can also see some of, obviously, my music videos as well as some of my actor reels as well. So you get a chance to see all aspects of what I do. So, again, I'm going to get out of here. And, again... Whatever you do in life, always remember to make it count. See you next time.